Christian Center welcome to the ambassador sent from God, the apostle, the general in the faith, Apostle Philip D. Derby. Will you please give him a hand as he comes? Let's receive him tonight. God is dissolving growth. Come here. If you got a growth, especially if it's in your breast, but come here. Come here. Any kind of growth. Sis, any kind of growth. By the way, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. <clears throat> But I know you and you know me. And when God wants to move, we're going to let him move. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Any kind of growth. Glory, glory, glory. Come closer. Now see, Jesus loves you so much that he knew what you were dealing with. I didn't. But he's going to take care of it. This is not formality. This is not ritualism. This is not, you know, well, I uh, 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 hope something happens here. I ain't telling you. I've, I've, I've left hope. Talking about faith. And when God gives a word of knowledge like that, all we do is act on it accordingly. So lift your hands to heaven. I curse every growth, every cyst, every tumor. And in the name of Jesus, I command it to dissolve. I command it to leave your bodies in Jesus' name. Now, in the name of Jesus. Now in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have the ability to check yourself, check yourself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are great. Hallelujah. 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 You are great. but in this area right here could be stomach could be uh, colon could be bladder whatever's in here whatever ails you right here come here quick just got back from uh, a miracle meeting in Oklahoma with the Marshallese people. I ain't playing games here now. And a lady came up born this way with holes in her heart. And she came up like this. This is the way she came up. It's not the way she left, but this is the way she came up. And through the interpreter, Pastor Honey, I said, what's the deal? She said, I was born with holes in my heart. Now, I don't know what that's like. I don't even know medically what all that is. I just know what a hole is, and I know what a heart is. And I know a heart ain't supposed to have a hole in it. Can you imagine being born like that? And she wasn't, this, we're not talking about a, uh, a child or a teenager. We're talking to a, a lady probably in her mid-40s or something like that, see? And, and, she, and because of that, I don't know what, again, I'm not medically literate, 
literate, literate, something, smart. But she, she can't breathe right because of her heart. And I looked at her, I said, you ready for a new heart? And you know, probably half the congregation there was like, right. But she looked at me, I looked at her. Are you ready for a new heart? Yes. And I'm telling you, because I know God gave me a new heart. <laughs> I'm not talking about born again, don't have a drug addict, dope head, drunk heart. He did that, but I'm talking, I got a new blood pump in here. See? And so... I said, you ready? She said, yeah, I'm ready. I said, put your hands like this right here. So she did. And she's, again, she's like this, right? And I'm telling you, just, just like that right there. Just like that right there. Power! And she just went from this to, and she started saying something in Marshallese. And I said, Pastor, only what she's saying. Now, see, they don't know this. They don't know how to talk like this. She said, she said this, it just left me. Now, 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 are, are you following what I'm saying? She felt it leave all that disorder, all that discomfort just gone. And, she, and then she said, I can breathe. Yeah, 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 right? Right? So this week, we don't know. Don't think, well, they went up there and didn't get nothing. You know, they, you know, they just do this stuff. You kidding me? I heard uh, your prophet of this house, your pastor of this house, say this was victory week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. See? Well, it is good to be here. And uh, I was met at the car door with Welcome Home. I left Kentucky and Mom Alberta said, we're going home. <laughs> so we're home! <laughs> Hallelujah! Glory, glory, glory. Well... Share the love of Jesus with somebody around you. And let's get in this thing tonight. Thank you all. Wonderful. Hallelujah. to be with y'all once again and uh, not every house that we go to are we received like this and uh, your pastors are very gracious host and uh, it's, it's it's easy to preach here y'all are a very gracious congregation amen 
It's already been mentioned, but welcome uh, Dr. Fisher and Kathy. They're dear, dear, dear friends of ours. And they got this couple in between there. I don't know what's, what's going on here. All the way from Africa, my goodness. Hallelujah. We're glad you're here. And uh, if you could just take some of this boom out of this. Uh, I know I'm in a black church where y'all be booming all the time. That's where the boom box came from, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to, before we get into this, uh, introduce you uh, to my lovely wife. Mama Alberta. Stand up there. Woo! Come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't got one with a chain on it? You're going to introduce me? I just introduced you now. Uh, you got 60 seconds. I'm not a stranger in this house. I'm their mama. <laughs> <laughs> it is so awesome to be here. I want you to know that I finally found where I want to live, so get ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, when we were when we were worshiping the Lord, and everybody was singing "I love you," you know that's one of the first things I learned how to really know God, and I would teach it. Women didn't have too much of a hard time, but you know you don't just tell the Lord you love Him when you're in church singing or with everybody. Okay, everybody say "I love you, Lord." But it's when you're at home, when you open your eyes in the morning and you say, Lord, I love you. You're everything to me. I tell him every day, sometimes, most of the time, multi, that's all I could say sometimes, all day. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Holy Spirit. I mean, this is, this is the way... I got to where I am and where I'm going. If you learn anything in life, that's what you need to learn and start doing. And you see how you will grow leaps and bounds in, in fellowship with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I could preach, but I'm not going to. I love you all. And I love being here. Amen. Amen. Wait, one more thing. I want everybody to know that I'm responsible for Pastor Philip where he is today. That last statement is TMI.
I know what you meant. Everybody in here knows what you meant. All hell knows what you meant. All heaven knows. Oh, open your Bibles tonight. Where to? Just open it. Just breathe in. Hebrews chapter 13, I got so much stuff. Yesterday was just a download time for me. Those days are precious to me. God takes a day and downloads into me, and I probably preach on that download for the next, you know, three to six months. And I got one of those download days yesterday. And uh, so you're going to get about three to six months worth of stuff. (laughs) In about three or four days, yeah. Hebrews 13, very familiar verse, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and tomorrow, forever. Forever. Does not say tomorrow. God don't deal with tomorrows. He deals with your yesterdays and your todays. And what he deals with your yesterdays and todays ends up being forever. Your faith will take you into the provision of yesterday and pull the future to your today in an accelerated way. Uh, Some of you trying to figure out what I just said. Your faith will go into your yesterday and get the provision of yesterday and go into your future and pull it into you today in an accelerated rate. In other words, what Jesus did was all in your yesterday. But what he has for you is in your future, but he don't want it in your future future. He wants it in your today. So faith takes what was done in yesterday, goes into your future, and brings it into your day in an accelerated rate. It only took me three times before you got that. See? Well, money does that. Oh, no, he, he, there he goes. He ain't been up there five minutes, and he said that M word. That's how the world deals with it. They go into what they've done and accomplished and accumulated in yesterday to go into their future and pull it into their today. So the more you accumulate in your yesterday, the faster you can pull the future into your today. That's what money will do. Well, if money will do that, hey, am I in the right place tonight? So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was uh, flying back from Oklahoma uh, last week or whenever it was, and uh, I was in the Atlanta airport, and I was going down the escalator, and and if you've been in there lately, They got this big uh, sign, so you have to see it when you're going down the escalator. They, it, I mean, they put it right there. And it says, Destination Financial Wellness. Destination Financial Wellness. Destination Financial 
wellness. I said, well, they talking my language. Hallelujah. How many of you know your destination is financial wellness? Not welfare. Hello. Financial wellness. Now, listen, uh, we're going to be hitting faith all week long. But what I, what I discovered, uh, not in this house, but in the body of Christ, there's not enough, you know, faith cometh by and hearing by the Word of God. So uh, just that statement, if it's not expounded and, and, and uh, brought to light, it just leaves somebody thinking, well, if I just hear anybody preaching, that faith comes. That's not true. <laughs> People will preach you out of faith. Right? And, and, and so faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the rhema, by, by uh, somebody that's actually operating in it, somebody that's actually living in it. And uh, if you want, uh, if you need healing in your body, certainly uh, this week bodies will be healed and so on and so forth. But uh, the message in here is not going to be concentrated on healing as much as it is uh, financial wellness, right? And, and simply because uh, the body of Christ needs help. Hallelujah. The body of Christ needs help financially, right? Now, I know y'all don't need no financial help, but, you know, you may, you, you know I'll, I'll prepare you how to minister somebody that does, right? Hallelujah. And so, uh, what, was I, what was I mentioning? No, 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 no. Ain't nobody going to get a $100 bill tonight. All right. Uh, now y'all guessing. Y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, uh, faith coming back. Looky here. She already, you, you, you just don't know. You just don't know what that, this, I'm still paying for that $1,000 vow thing. <laughs> she announced to me the other day she, in front of the whole congregation, she said, uh, you're going to buy my clothes from now. Now, now understand, under, understand. Oh, God said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said it. You understand, you understand. Got her own checking account. Got her own savings account. Got PayPal right here. But now PayPal has moved to a, high, a higher dimension now. And, you know, she said that. And when that first uh, credit card statement come in, I looked at it and said, well, praise the Lord. Stretchy. Right? And so, it's, honey, I'm fine. Hallelujah. So financial faith, you have to hear somebody teaching and preaching on finances. Or you can't, you can't, you can't have healing faith and expect your finances to turn around. Now, there's principles that apply all the way across, but still you need to hear that particular area. And uh, your pastors have been graced that's their lane. And, you know, if, you, if you're going to be in this church, uh, you, 
you'll, you, you'll hear messages about marriage and about how to raise your children and, and how to walk in health and so on and so forth, but it's always going to curve back to the lane in which they're, they're called, see? And, and don't, don't get upset with that. Jump on board. Get blessed by that. Amen. And, and likewise, that's, that's uh, me and Mom Alberta's lane. And so, uh, and Dr. Fisher and Kathy's lane. And so, uh, because of that, uh, there's things that we need to understand. And I've asked God to help me simplify what I know. See, I don't know everything, but everything I know is working. I'm richer than I was last time when I come here. <laughs> I'm dying, you know, I can't, it just keeps coming on me, right? And so I want to make this, I want to make this easy for you to understand. And uh, we've recently had a uh, couple join our church uh, that uh, they're in the financial arena uh, as far as investing, uh, helping people invest money, and they're, and they're very highly successful. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to be, be around them, and I've always got my ears open, always gathering information, always, uh, you know, looking for uh, something that uh, is going to take me uh, to an, a higher level. And, you know, there's some practical things <laughs> that you can do as well as, as the spiritual laws uh, implemented that will uh, cause success in your life. Yes, See? Now, Joshua 1.8, put that up there, please. Joshua 1.8 says this. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now watch what that says. It says you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do. Now see, if you just take that literally, you're looking in that book to see what you're supposed to do. That's literal. But what it's saying as you meditate you see yourself doing it. You see yourself doing that. Right? Not just finding out what you're supposed to do and go do it, but you meditate in God's Word and you begin to see yourself rich. You begin to see yourself debt free. You begin to see yourself writing a $1,000 check. You see yourself writing a $10,000 check. So on and so forth, right? See, let me, let me give you a little test. Okay. A little test. Right? How many $20 bills are in a thousand? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that mine a little while. How many 50s are in $10,000? You see, you see how your mind's having to think? Because if I said, how many 20s are in a $100 bill? See that? How many, how many 50s are in a $100 bill? 
See, we're thinking too small. We don't know how to think. We're not used to those kinds of numbers, much less 100,000, a million, 10 million, 100 million. We got to step it up. Boy, I said $100, all of us jumped on that. Five, two. I know how many's in a hundred. See, we're thinking too small. So, uh, this couple that is in our our, our church, uh, that they take people's money and invest it for them for a uh, return. But they're different. They're different. I mean, uh, they're they're not. They'll they'll tell you no, we can't help you. Yeah, this this is not uh, uh, for you, and so on and so forth. They're not this money grabbing uh, financial investment. So uh, I'm I'm around them and and I listen to them and and I ask questions, and uh, and I and I told them I said I'm not looking to invest in your company. I said I got over two million dollars uh, invested in the kingdom. And they said, Well, praise the Lord, Pastor. Right, and so, uh, but I like to learn how our systems operate. And the, and and uh, she told me uh, this guy's wife. I uh, I want to refrain from using her name because their name is known, and uh, I don't want to exploit that. Uh, but she said our motto is educate, guide, and empower. I said, say it again. Educate, guide, and empower. And I said, do you know that's Bible? That is Bible. Educate, guide, and empower. So uh, this week, I'm going to educate you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to empower you into financial wellness. See? See? And I'm believing for financial miracles. I always do. See? Now, uh, with that, I want to just start out by uh, hitting this area of investing in the kingdom. Uh, More than just, I'm I'm assuming that you're tithers. I'm assuming that uh, you you are uh, partners uh, with your man and woman of God. I'm assuming that these things are in place, see, and that you uh, are, uh, your destination is not just financial wellness for you to where you can just float on a raft the rest of your life, right? But that you have a divine purpose, that you want to be a paymaster of the gospel, that you want to help advance the kingdom, through how God has blessed you, see? And so uh, with that, let's go here to, well, just put it, put it up here for, for sake of time. I got so much stuff. Isaiah 48, 17, you're taught well here, but, you know, just uh, I, want, I want us to see it again. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Now, when he identifies himself as the Redeemer, He's saying, I bought you. I bought you, and he's talking about profiting. 
He's, God just didn't buy you uh, and pay the price for your sin. He paid the price for your debt. He paid the price for your poverty. He paid the price for your curse so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon you. Hallelujah. Right? And so it says, I am the Lord thy God which teaches thee to profit, which leads thee or guides thee by the way that thou should go. So that's right there is educate, guide, and eventually the empowerment. See? And so God... I got, if you're going to go into financial wellness, you got to go past the mechanical of the tithe. You got to go past the mechanical even of your partnership. I'm, I'm going to take you somewhere because those things need to be in place. Those things need to be uh, being accomplished and, and uh, continued in. But what I'm, what I'm going to show you tonight in this first part, I'm going to show you how to be sensitive in investing. The people in <clears throat> on Wall Street, you know, where they're uh, investing. Me in Alberta, when we were heathen, we were into the stock market. <clears throat> and, you know, we didn't know nothing what we were doing. We didn't know a thing. We just throw them some money to some guy and say, hey, see what you can do with that. You know, and we get a statement every month. We didn't know. We, those, but those guys on Wall Street, they're watching that thing every day. Right? And they want to know what, you know, and, they're, and all of a sudden they're on the phones. You ever seen that? They're on the phone. They move. Why? They see opportunity to get in or to get out. To get in or to get out. Now, now, now see, uh, in, in the kingdom now, you got you to gotta know when to get in and when to get out. I'm telling you, there are some ministries in years past that we were uh, financially connected to, and then they went in a certain degree, turn, and we had to get out. We got our investment. We got our return from when they were in, are you following what I'm saying? But we had to make that pull out, right, to, and so we wouldn't lose everything that we had gained. You want to hear this tonight? Okay. So, uh, God is a uh, teacher. Isaiah 28 he knows how to get us where we need to go. Oh, my, I don't know. I, I probably, yeah, hallelujah. Isaiah 28. Boy, when you open this book up, you just mean to go to one verse. You know, it, the whole thing just leaps out at you. Isaiah 28, let's uh, look at, Verse 23, give ye ear and hear my voice, hearken and hear my speech. So, so God's saying, listen up to me. Does the plowman plow all day to sow? Yes. Does he open and break the clouds of his ground? Yes. Those are not trick questions. I know you all city folk, but 
I knew those answers. I'm helping you out. Maybe you saw it on TV. <laughs> when he hath made plain the face thereof, doth he not cast abroad the fitches and scatter the cumin and, and cast in the principal wheat and the pointed barley and the rye in their place? Okay, very good. No, not every one of you getting a $100 bill for that. <laughs> for his God does instruct him to discretion and does teach him. Now, just because the plowman plows the field doesn't mean that wherever that field is plowed, you can sow any kind of seed and it worked there. It, 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 for instance, which way does the sun come up? And if you have a grove of trees over here, and it, it shadows over a particular part of the field, then uh, it's not going to get the sunlight. So you have to plant something over there that doesn't require that much, uh, that much sunlight, maybe some potatoes or something like that, that doesn't need all that kind of, uh, yeah, that kind of environment to flourish. So it matters. And not only does it matter, it matters how close you plant the seed, the distance between the seed. See, you don't plant watermelons like you do corn. See, because the watermelons, they need space, right? Corn, you can go every six inches, right? So, uh, y'all sharp, ain't you? Now, that's a natural way of understanding that God teaches us how to invest. Now, we're going past the tithe here now. We're going past uh, sealing a word. We're going past uh, communicating unto him that teaches in all good things. We're going past that. I want to teach you how to have a spiritual eye and ear, how to know how to invest. Come on now. I ain't talking about uh, on, on Wall Street. What to, I'm talking about how to invest in the king because Wall Street ain't got nothing compared to the gold streets. Hallelujah. Now, you know, if you got some investments in, in, in that, uh, praise the Lord, you know, if God told you to do that. Right? Now, uh, in, in Isaiah 32, look at this. I'm setting the stage here. Because me and my wife, we're investors. And investment opportunities can come at any time. Any time. And you got you to be ready. You got to have an eye to see and an ear to hear and a heart to perceive. What's being presented to you at any given time? You don't have to be in a church service. You don't have to be in a conference for God to say, you need to get in that right there. You could have just been reading a book. You could have been watching something on Christian television. But probably not. But anyway, <laughs> not unless you're watching their program. Hallelujah. So in Isaiah 32... It says here in verse 20, Blessed are ye that sow 
beside all waters that send forth thither the feet of the ox and the ass. Now the ox represents the beginning and the ass represents the ending. Uh, the ox plows and the ass uh, goes out there for harvest time. But it says, blessed are, are, are those that sow beside all waters. In other words, you diversify. You know, the world tells you don't put all your eggs in the same basket. Right? Right? And so uh, we want to we we get some things out there uh, scattered. Right? Now, I'm setting you up now. Ecclesiastes 11 and verse number 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you shall find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. Now, see, we went way past the tithe. Tithes. We went past your partnership with your uh, pastors. Two. Right? We went past mission giving. Three. Come on now. We went past love offerings for the guest speaker. Four. There's, see, there's something else out there. There's something else out there. Come on now, and wonderful that we've done these four because without those four, you can't really get into the next four. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. See, seven being the number of completion, seven days in a week, eight the number of new beginnings. So what you want to do, you want to find investments in you, you, you see somebody that is starting something that is uh, uh, just on fire for God. And everything they're saying is word-based. That's the beginning of something, right? And then you look for those that have been seasoned, those that are, that are, that are walking in this thing, right? And it says get involved in both of that. Now, this company, uh, the, this couple, uh, I asked them, I said, uh, how do you know which investments uh, to give to who, to present to. And they said it's according to their age. I said, I'm listening. She said, we give higher risk uh, investment opportunities to those that are younger. Because, And I said, well, why do you do that? They said, because if it fails, they can re re regroup. Well, aren't you glad you and the system don't fail? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I found that interesting. See, I'm, I'm gathering information, gathering information. So uh, with this in mind, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11, and then we'll break some things down for you. Deuteronomy 11, because everything that I've just shared, you've heard. See, see, this is just we're just we're just reviewing right now to move you into knowing how to invest. Verse thirteen, Deuteronomy eleven, 
and verse 13. Just want to welcome all those Faith Victory Church guys. I, shout for me. Not you all. You going, you, are you going to let this group down here out shout you? Hey, glory to God. Praise the Lord. They watching. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. The first rain and the latter rain. The first rain is the birthing. The last rain is the harvest. And God says, I'll send the first and the last together. Do you know what the first and the last together means? Takes out all the time in between. That means wouldn't you so right now, I'm going to put a, a former rain on it, and I'm going to put a latter rain on it. Talking about miracle harvest. Hallelujah. Jack and the beanstalk ain't got nothing on the body of Christ. Are you kidding me? Jack and the beanstalk. <laughs> I'm getting happy. I'm home. Then I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in thy corn, thy wine, and thine oil. Now let me help you out. Corn, wine, and oil have different times of harvest. But yet, yet, he says, I'm going to give you rain. You harvest all of them at the same time. Hey, what's that, what's that, what's that uh, translate to us? That means you can get your house, your car, your dick, all in one day. My, uh, <laughs> now it says corn, wine, and oil, and I've shared this here before, but corn, just in the natural, is a one year, you sow it, you reap it, that corn is a done deal. Right? Wine, that's grapes, it takes seven years. But once that seventh year hits, it's good to go. And then the oil, the olive tree, 40 years. But boy, once that baby is up, we're talking generational blessing now. We're talking about thousands there's, there, there, there's, there's uh, olive trees that are 1,000 years old. See? So you sowed that seed, right? You sowed that seed, and you, you just knew God told you, and you're looking out your window for it. Yeah, but was it a wine seed? Was it an olive seed? God's setting the stage. We, we, we always looking for that corn seed, ain't we? Popcorn, pop. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Right? Am I right about it? Okay. Now, I'm asking the Lord, you know, how can I help your people understand this? I get it. You know, I hear you. My wife hears you. And we act accordingly. And we've been blessed for that. And a lot of our hearing, knowing where to invest, happened outside the church walls. Being moved on by God uh, outside the church. And then a lot of it was inside the church. See? So I want to take you to the who, what, when, where, why, how to invest. Real quick. The first one. Who? You have to perceive and discern wisely who it is that is offering you the investment opportunity. See, just because some big name said something, but what does the book say? They're saying something the book didn't say. See? And just because they got this huge platform doesn't make them right. Come on now. Because there's a whole lot of that in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is investing in uh, who they don't know. Come on now. And thinking because, you know, they drive a Bentley or fly in an airplane that somehow that makes them good soil. Well, could be. I ain't got nothing against a Bentley. ain't got nothing against an airplane. Right? ain't got nothing against them. Right? But, but it's the who. Who is it that is offering you the investment opportunity? I mean, you know, if you're out on the street and a guy opens up his coat and got a bunch of watches right there. Oh, y'all, y'all know that guy. <laughs> you might not want to buy that watch. I used to be a hustler. We're working, we're working on a plumbing job way back in the day. We're way out in the country, me and this backhoe operator, and he was an old man, and... and uh, all of a sudden, here comes, here comes two brothers. Now, we're out in the country, and they come, they come driving at high speed, and they see us, and they, they, they hit the gravel, and they, they come to a, a halt, and I, and I know something ain't right. I know somebody chasing them, right? And they come out with all these watches, and I'm trying to tell that dude, right? I'm trying, I'm trying to tell him, don't buy that watch. Man, they ain't, they ain't but five dollars. There's a reason why they ain't but five dollars. If it's a good watch, it's hot. Y'all understand hot? Look at y'all, boy. Y'all understand hot? White church, you go in there and say hot. hot. What, what, what hot? They don't get. <laughs> that thing'll burn you. Or it's cheap. 
And they took his $5. They jumped in that car. And they took off. And it wasn't five minutes later. Here come the police. And he's sitting there. He showed me that watch. Oh, it, it wasn't this watch. No. Not that watch. Woo! <laughs> Don't get mad at that. I gave away that watch to a prophet in a meeting because that's all we had. The church had bought me and put the money together to get me this particular kind of watch. I hadn't had it on my arm for a week. And we had this meeting and this prophet came down. We didn't have nothing to give him. The Lord said, give me a watch. Woo! So don't get mad when you see watches. But again, not that watch. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, uh, <laughs> don't get mad at that. Why are you mad at that? Follow that. I'm on your side. <laughs> and so, you know, they took off and he puts that watch on. It wasn't a half hour later. I said, what time is it? That thing kept time for five minutes. He's shaking everything out, trying to wind it up. I'm telling you, it's junk, right? So you, you got to know who is offering you the investment opportunity. Number two, what exactly it is that's being offered to you to invest in. What is that, see? What is it that this company produces? Now, I'm not talking about uh, a natural company, even though these things apply. But I'm talking about what, what type of ministry is presenting? What, what, kind of, what, what are they producing? See? What is it that you're about to invest into? Because you got a whole lot of emotional giving with people just giving, just hoping for some miracle. And God honors that to a degree. But I'm talking about, uh, uh, I'm talking about having it come in on every wave. Yes, come on. I'm talking about uh, investing, uh, using your faith for what's already provided, right? To go into your future and bring it into your now in an accelerated rate. See? Now, and faith, faith does that. Faith does that. Now, uh, what exactly is it that's being offered you to invest in? Now, you see, when you're rich, they come out of the woodwork. I get all, the, all these people want me to invest in this, invest in that, and the Lord says, stay out of it. Right? And, I, and I'm like, Lord, that looks like a good, good, good thing there. Yeah, it looks like it. And some, some, some of the investments, they take off like a rocket. And I'm like, God, you know. And, 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 and I'm not saying not to do that. God won't let me do it. So if you're in that, just make sure uh, you're hearing God. Because uh, you, can, you can be the fat cat on the block there for a while, and then in one day, there you go. 
Come on now. I, don't, I, I, I want a sure thing. Hallelujah, sure investment. So uh, what, 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 is, what does this company produce? What, what, what is it that they're saying you can obtain? See, if, you, if you're in, investing in a ketchup factory or, or hubcaps or whatever, what is, what is it that they produce? What's the demand for that? See, are you following what I'm saying? Well, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, what is it that uh, is being offered to you? Now, there's going to be things offered to you this week, maybe tonight. Depends on how far the Holy Ghost lets me go and how well you stay awake. Because I'm fired up tonight. <laughs> right? The third one is, you have to perceive and discern wisely when it is the correct seasonal time for you to invest. See? When is it the correct seasonal time for you to invest? There are certain seasons that are ripe. Is it your season to invest in that? Are you following? It's very, that's, that's a very important one because you, you, what you don't want to do is, is keep reasoning away. It's not my season. wasn't my season. Because you, because you, you don't want to invest. Are, are you following? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about locating your season. You can tell when it, when it, when it uh, is becoming your season. I'll get to that uh, here in just a, a bit. Now, uh, number four, where precisely to invest your investment? Where in the company's department should I invest? Are, are you following this? Where, 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 where should I invest in this? And then number five, why you are investing in this particular investment field? Why are you choosing this particular product? Why are you choosing this particular opportunity? Probably because you need it. You desire it in your life. Are you following this? Does this make sense? I know I'm running through these, but I got to get to where we're going. And the last one is number six, right, for y'all? You have to perceive and discern wisely how to invest with the right amount of investment for your proper return. The last thing you want to do is get in with a company and just put $100 in it and that thing just take off. When you had, when you had 10000 available because your return is only going to be minimum. You know, are you following what I'm saying? And so uh, you got to know uh, these different things. Now we're talking about how to know. Because building your financial portfolio, your destination, financial wellness, you have to be in tune with the Holy Ghost. Mom Alberta talking about, you know, she tells God that she, she loves him all day long. 
And she does. She does. Every now and then she tells me she loves me. When that, when the clothes come in that I pay for, I love you, honey. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so uh, we we got to understand now how to invest. Now our investments is different because we're investing in something already prepared. You're investing in what's already prepared. Faith for the provision of the past to go into your future to pull it into your now in an accelerated rate. Are you following that? So God has prepared things for us but he needs you and I to recognize our seasons to invest properly to cause that to happen. It just doesn't, it's not going to fall on your lap because you're cute. It's not going to fall on your lap because of your church attendance. It's wonderful that you're cute and that you attend church. But there's, there's, he is the Lord our God that teaches us to profit. And leads us. Now, this is, a, this is not you have to be super spiritual to do this. No, no, no. It will it'll work for anybody that just opens up their heart and prioritizes things properly and say, God, I'm taking you as senior partner in our finances. That means he calls the shots, not you. And when you really do that, He'll take advantage of his checking privileges to see if you mean it before he uh, makes you ruler over much. Hello? See, God's not going to empty my accounts anymore. He needs them full. See, where before, you know, finally get up to 10,000, he says, sow it, Right? Well, that's what he's seeing. It's not that I needed $10,000 out there, so I'd already had hundreds of thousands out there. He wants to see if 10000 if I'm going to shift on them. Come on now. Come on now. Or am I going hem and haw over that? See? Because as long as $10,000 is, is this big number, Right? We have, to, we have to think beyond. Woo, we got to think beyond. Hallelujah. You've heard me say this. God can only get to you what he can get through you. Boy, I got quiet right there. God can only get to you what he can get through you. That's why he does that through thing so much when you first start learning about seed time and harvest. He wants to establish a flow. He, as, as he's moving those things through you, just as soon as you get $500, he says, sow it. 
Just as soon as you got that promotion, he says, uh, 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 give that to the church. Uh, and, and what's he doing? He's blowing out greed. He's blowing out covetousness. He's making a flow through there. Come on now. Pay masters of the gospel. He's making a flow there, right? So he can get to you what he can get through you. And the beautiful thing about it is, is when, when, you, when you get that flow going, he gives you so much that you're living pretty nice. See? See? Hallelujah. Now, let's uh, just put it up there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, please. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath in the past, yesterday, hath prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by the Spirit. So we're talking about, we're talking about a spiritual prompting, a spiritual insight a spiritual leading, a spiritual insight, however you perceive God, to get into that. Stay out of that. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, right? We're getting way past our head now. See, you, you tithe out of your head. You know you're supposed to. Are you following what I'm saying? But we're talking about investing. We're talking about knowing where, when, why, how, all that stuff, right? Right? Okay. Now, in John 14, <laughs> take you on a journey tonight. John 14, you know this verse. Verse. Two. In my Father's house are what? Many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now, now watch this. We use this a lot of times for the Lord's return. And rightly so, rightly so, in our Father's house, many mans, I get that. But there is a powerful understanding here. See, that God has in our past, in our yesterday, prepared a place. He's gone before us and prepared a place. And if he says, I go, I will come into your now. You following this? I will come again and what? Receive you unto myself that where, where is the I am? He's already over here. <laughs> that you may be there also. Ah, somebody gets this thing now. 
So God has prepared things I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared. And if he go and prepare a place for you into our future, he will come to where we are now and take us to where he is. <laughs> Woo! Watch this now. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Now watch this. That where I am, there you may be also. Okay. So we need to find out where he is. Not where I want to be. Because where he is, the desires of my heart are in that. Where he is, his love towards me is in that. And he's already prepared that for me, for you. And so he comes again to take us where we are, to where he's already prepared. But now, this is where faith comes in. This was prepared. It wasn't prepared last week. It was prepared many moons ago. Right? Are you following this? And so what God does now, how he comes to take us where he is, is he knows what is required where he is to be able to live and function where he is, to be able to handle that so you don't get swallowed up in it so it doesn't destroy you because prosperity destroys a fool. So he comes and he starts sharpening what you need to invest in and you don't even know why you're investing in it, but God is trying to take you over there in your now here and so he gives you opportunities here to take you there. Somebody shout in here something. See? This ain't the preacher man trying to get something out of your pocket. Grow up. That's not what this is. Now, there's enemies. But he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And what happens? An anointing comes on me. I'm sitting at the table and an anointing comes on me. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting at the table and an anointing comes on me. Oh, I got enemies all around me. Lack is screaming. Come on now, family screaming. Pain screaming. All these things are screaming, and I got to pull up to the table. Hey, I pull up to the table. This week, God got a table for you to pull up to, and there's going to come an anointing on your life, 
like you've never had to where your cup runs over. You ain't, you ain't there just to uh, 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 eat at the table. Something's happening. Something's going on. But it's been prepared. God had this week prepared. At such a time as this, in such a season that you're in, personally and corporately, he has you at such a place. He knew how to orchestrate your life to get you here. Now, now watch this. How? By the same promptings and leadings that he wants to use to cause you to see how to invest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, years ago, years ago, we didn't know what we were doing. My goodness, me and Mom Alberta, we just love Jesus. We're just thankful. I mean, we're hating each other in the middle of a divorce, had a contract marriage, you know, and you go your way, I'm going to rock and rock and roll world and blah, 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 and drugs and alcohol and crime and just the whole, just a, a, a polluted mess. Yeah. And God walked by one day and saw us polluted in our own blood, yeah. and he said, live! live! And when that happened, everything that we held dear to us, money, things, we had four cars, Jewelry, eight-acre farm, money, blah, blah, blah. And uh, God came to us. Now, see, this is an investment. We didn't know we were investing. We were just babies in the Lord in love with Jesus, and whatever he saith unto me, I'm going to do. And, you know, next thing you know, we're, we're you know, uh, we're, we're giving here, we're giving there. We're just anything we saw. We didn't, let, we didn't ask God anything. We just gave it anyhow. Right? And so uh, I'm walking through the field one day, and I said, Lord, we don't have, we, we'd emptied all of our accounts, had to close them. And, and I said, we don't have anything else to give but this farm. And he said, I'll take it. Now, you better listen to me. You better listen to me. When I was a little kid, our bus would go by that little eight acres on our way to school. And I'd always look at that house. Now, we went by several houses. I'd always look at that little farm, and I liked it. I did not know what was going on. And so when Mama Alberta and myself, heathen, came in, on a vacation from working overseas, we drive by that one day, and there's this, it's for sale. And all of a sudden, there's this inside me, buy that place, right? And so we did. And now, I can look back, you know, <laughs> when you got somebody praying for you, you just ain't that smart. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't just that smart to buy that. 
Are you following? But that farm was where I would end up getting born again. That farm it would be where I would hear God's audible voice. That farm would be where God would put me and Mama Alberta's marriage together. That, that farm would be where my Bible in the morning would start turning pages, answering questions that I was asking God. That, that farm would be this supernatural place where we would dig a well where there's not supposed to be any well, where our sheep was producing lambs when there's not supposed to be uh, pregnant uh, sheep. And all, all you've heard the stories, right? All this stuff going on. And the Lord says, I'll take it. Are you kidding me? And so this guy comes from church. He finds out we're auctioning, and God had given me an open vision, showed, showed us that that farm was going to auction off, right? And so uh, this guy comes down from the church, and he, and he says, well, I want to see what's going to happen here. I said, what are you talking about? He says, it says in the Bible, those that leave lands and houses shall receive in this time a hundredfold. I said, where's that at? <laughs> I mean, we already got the sign. Out. I don't know nothing about that. Show me that. He showed it to me. I said, you're showing up to us like that. <laughs> now, see, something's happening on the side of me. I'm starting to see a return in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. God wasn't taken away from me. God, God, God was setting me up. Come on now. And so uh, when, that, when that farm auctioned, uh, you know, and there we were on the last day of being in that farm, uh, we ended up with $9,000 uh, when everything was settled. And uh, we got a big rider truck, all of our furniture in it uh, that we hadn't given away yet. And uh, she's in the smoking blazer. The other three vehicles are gone. Uh, or, or Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she says, where are we going? California, Florida? I said, I don't know. We're just going to drive. You follow me. She had the dog, two dogs and a cat in the smoking blazer. And here we take off, $9,000 in my pocket. And I'm, I'm praying in tongues, going up and down Main Street, the, the same Main Street in town I used to uh, deal drugs in, you know, and, and, and get run, run out of town by the police. I'm in a big rider truck. And I'm saying, okay, God. Hey, speak to me. I was hearing all kinds of voices. Hawaii. As we've been through Hawaii many times, you know, working overseas, you have to go through Hawaii. And so uh, I'm driving up in that big old rider truck, you know, driving that truck. I said, you know, I'm going over to my sister's house. I knew where the key was, and, and she's at work, uh, and we just go in there and pray. Put the dogs in, in a, a fenced-in backyard. Well, i got to hear from heaven. You've heard this, but I'm going somewhere with this now. I think God's going to give somebody an opportunity tonight. And so uh, we got there, and we're praying in, in tongues, you know, and so on and so forth. And I, I got overwhelmed. I mean, I'm just getting overwhelmed. So I went into my sister's bedroom, got down on my knees. I hadn't been there no time. And the Lord says, I want you to go to your mom and dad's house. I said, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, this is not, not, no, I did not get, now, see, if he just said, if I'd been walking in that field, and I said, Lord, I ain't got nothing to give you, he, and, and, and except this farm, I'll take it, but you're going to your mom and dad's house. 
I'd have said, uh, get thee behind me. <laughs> God don't tell you everything. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Hallelujah. And so uh, I said, you got to talk to Alberta. What are we doing over there? And I'm thinking, you know, we'll just go over there with the rider truck or whatever, you know, in just a couple of days, you know, and, and God just needs us to get lined out. But I went out of there, and I said, Mama Alberta, and it wasn't Mama Alberta then, it was Alberta, and, and, and uh, I said, uh, God just spoke to me. Well, what did he say? Where are we going? You know, she's excited, <laughs> right? I said, uh, he said, <laughs> this is when you don't want to be a prophet right here, is it? He said for us to go to mom and dad's house. No, that ain't God. She's backing up like that. <laughs> Tears streaming down. I said, honey, 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 go right in that bed. I, I know, I know, I know. I don't want to go neither. But, but go in there. God's going to talk to you. Go in there right there. <laughs> she went right into the same place, shut that door, got down on her knees. She come out about two or three minutes later and tears saying, I don't understand this. Why God have us do that? I said, what did he say? He said, go to your mom and dad's house. <laughs> now watch now. See, to everybody else, it looks like we're leeching. And, you know, we're just going to be there a couple days. Fourteen months. You might want to listen to this investment advisor up here, financial advisor. But I did not know everything that God needed to do in me and my wife, right? Because me and my dad never, ever saw eye to eye, obviously. He was a Christian man, but even when, as a youngster, before I got off in all that goofiness, he was a godly man, but he, all he knew was work. And work, I mean, it kept me out of sports. It, it, our house uh, caught on fire when I was in second grade, and that threw them into debt and all that other mess. And, you know, my big brother went to Vietnam, left me with five older sisters, so I'm, I'm going to be the man while Dad's working, uh, has to go from day shift to second shift so he can work. Uh, on the house trying to rebuild it after it burnt on first shift. He'd get about two, three hours sleep, so he cranky anyways. And he puts on me more than I can bear. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way to get done everything that uh, he, he would line me out to do. But in all that, in all that, we're sitting on my, my brother bought the house right next door to my mom and dad. And we're sitting, we're sitting on, on the front step one day. Me and my, my dad, he's sitting right there. I'm sitting right here. You know, we ain't saying nothing because that's, that's, we don't talk. So we're just sitting there. And we're waiting for my brother to come out of the house. And the Lord says, tell your dad everything. I said, uh, uh, excuse me? Tell him everything. What do you mean by everything tell him what you was involved in Jesus this is my dad tell him 
I said, we call him Pop. Hey, Pop. Yeah, he want to look at you. Yeah. Like a bullfrog. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, and I started telling him all the times I was locked up, drug dealing, uh, criminal stuff I got involved in and all that stuff. And he's looking straight ahead, and he said, Philip, I knew you was in trouble. I didn't know it was that bad. I said, yeah. And right then, my sister came out, who was going through an ugly divorce from her husband. And, and Dad says this. He said, we got to get the rest of the family in the kingdom. Well, I'm like, I said, uh, Pop, every one of them going to be saved. He said, what are you talking about? I said, every one of them going to be saved. He said, how do you know that? I said, God told me. God told you that? Yeah, he told me that. Tell me about it. He told me if I would go preach wherever he sent me and I would stop preaching to the family that he would save every one of our family members on both sides, Alberta's side and my side. He said, Lord, said that? I said, Lord, said that. And I had an open vision right there. And we were sitting looking at his house, <clears throat> and I used to build houses. And my dad's dream was to have his own shop at his uh, house. And he would try to make the basement in the shop, not enough room. He, it, the garage that we had never had a car in it. He was a tool and die man, had lathes and milling machines and all this stuff, drill presses, all this stuff. And I had this vision. I don't know what, I don't know what, I, I'm new to this as far as seeing. And I see this vision of this extension of the building. And I said, wow. And right then my brother comes out. And my brother was a heathen at the time. And, uh, I said, wow, I see that. And Steve said, what? I said, the pop shop. He said, the pop shop? I said, yeah, walk over here. I said, look, we can come right out here, right here. It's easy. He said, you know how I do that? I said, yeah, I know I do that. I used to build houses. We're just adding this right here. Dad over there, like, can't believe his sons are even talking together, much less going to do anything like that for him, right? Right? And my brother says, you build it, I'll pay for it. We had lumber out there the next day. I built my dad a pop shop, and he moved all of his heavy machinery in there. I mean, I come home from church one day, and, and, and I, uh, he was out there working. You know, he's, he's now got lights over every one of them. I mean, they bring in the big phase electricity and all that stuff. So he's got, I mean, he has a machine shop. And he, he, I mean, he would just have those machines fired up. And I, I come home from church one day and at night, and he's in the shop, and I saw him in there. It's, you know, it's late, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I walk in there and I said, Bob, what you doing? He said, look at it. I'm looking at what he, this machine's running. He said, isn't that, isn't that smooth? I said, yeah, that's that smooth. He said, don't let mom sell that cheap. 
He started going through all the machines telling me how much they were worth. Oh, what are you talking about? Papa, what are you talking about? And then he didn't plant no garden that year. I told my brother, I said, what's up with that? He didn't plant no garden. Never saw him not plant a garden. Never, ever. And believe you me, this in here had to work the gardens. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something. Being where you're supposed to be, right? And so uh, he tells mom, Mom, I want all the kids home for Thanksgiving. He never said that. Whoever just came, came. He'd never say that. So mom calls up all the kids. Of course, we're there. And he, uh, uh, he wants me to build a big table. He wants all of us sitting around the table, everybody. So I'm, we're, talking, we're talking seven of us plus all the spouses plus all the kids. We're talking about a big table. So I'm making this table. Plywood, four by eight sheets, plywood. You know, I'm building this thing, and it's going to go from here to the wall, you know. And so, uh, Pop got, he's still working. He's still uh, going to work. And I heard him singing this. Life's evening sun is sinking low. A few more days. And I must go. He's going around the house singing. What's up? See, I'm, we're, still, we're still babies. We're still, you know, we, 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 we're, we're born again less than two years. And so my uh, brother's wife comes over one night and says to me, uh, when are you going to get a job? I said, uh <laughs> Well, I got a job. I'm getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm praying. I'm studying the Word. I'm listening to messages. We're fasting like, I mean, we're fasting, 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 fasting. And anytime we get any kind of $10, $15, $20, we're sowing that. We, I mean, we just believe in God and just get back and forth to church, you know, and so on and so forth. And, and, and uh, you know, we're, and, and she comes in with that. And I said, in the living room, in front of mom and dad. And you know that Tabasco sauce. You know that Tabasco sauce? Started coming up my legs. Who are you telling me? Right? And I said, look. And she's a lovely Christian Japanese gal. Got saved out of... Uh, Buddhism and all that, you know, and, and, and she had to deal with my unsaved brother until we got him in the kingdom. So she'd been through a lot. Uh, but I said, look, let me ask you a question. If God spoke to you and told you to give away everything you have and come follow him, would you do it? Well, uh, how would I? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if God spoke to you and you knew it. And he told you to give away everything you had and come follow him. Would you do it? And finally I forced her in a corner where she said, Well, if I knew God said that, I'd do it. I said, He did that to me. And my dad's sitting over there on that recliner of his with his bib overalls on that white T-shirt underneath it and barefoot on that recliner. And he, he's sitting there. 
he said there listening to this conversation, he said, Philip, that happened to you? I said, Yes, sir. He said, Come here. I went over there. He comes out of that recline position and there's a the, uh, one of those footstools right there. I pull it up. I said, I'm sitting there looking at my dad. Never had any kind of conversation like this in my life. He said, tell me about that. I told him. <laughs> you got to be where God wants you. You see us up here rich now living what, what some people call the high life. They don't understand. And he said, God, God, God said that to you? I said, yeah. And he looks at me. He said, you go do what God told you to do. Now, see, he didn't know it, and I didn't know it, but I was getting my father's blessing right yes. there. Yes. A few days later, like he was singing, he went to work, opened up his toolbox, and was gone. Right? Right? So, all of that, you talk about restoration. You talk about what money can't buy. You know, there's people that, you know, my sisters, when they heard that, they said, well, I sure wish that had happened to us. We never had that. Well, you didn't invest like we invested. Your investments will do more than just put a car in your driveway. Come on now. Are you following this? Valuable. Valuable. So we're, we're, we're at mom's house now. Pops moved to heaven. And uh, I'm praying one morning, and I have an open vision again. See, the, I'm, I'm learning these things. I don't, I, and I saw myself picking up a piece of plywood, four by eight sheet of plywood, and, and putting it down on the floor, subfloor. I knew where the house was, and I knew who owned the house. And I looked at Alberta after that vision. I saw that, and I told her about it. And I said, I know who owns this house. And if I didn't know any better, I believe God's telling me to go to work. Now, see, this was huge. Right, because I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing anything unless God tells me, right? And I said, I told Alberta, I said, I'm going to make one phone call to the person who owns that house. He has to pick it up, and the first thing's out of his mouth is, are you working? Otherwise, it ain't happening. Right. I, ma I made the phone call. He, he, he answers the phone. First thing's out of his mouth, Philip, are you working? I said, yeah. I'm working in the Word. He said, well, you know that little house out on the farm? I said, yeah, I know that. He said, I need a floor put in that. Can you do that for me? Same, same everything. Now, now, follow this. So I go out there. I start doing this, so on and so forth. He's a backslidden preacher. Calling me up, drunk in the bar, and I go pick him up. Preach to him all the way back. He's in heaven today. Praise the Lord. Got his life turned around. And uh, all of a sudden, he, he buys another house, the Cliff House, in another county. And he says to me, uh, Philip, would uh, you 
uh, remodel that. So Alberta's tagging along with me one day, and, and, and she sees that little house. She said, honey, whose house is this? I said, I don't know whose house it is. I'm just remodeling it. She said, well, what about us? I said, well, see, we didn't have no money, yeah. right? And I said, and the Lord starts dealing with us. Now, see, I told you I was going to let you know when you know your season. All of a sudden, everything where you are at, no matter how nice it is, no matter how efficient it is, looks old. Everything is like is closing in on you. God doesn't always say, uh, time's up, go. It's just things start moving, right? And this, this is how you got to know how to invest, see, when, the, when, when you're getting to those moments. And so... Uh, God keeps challenging us in our giving, so on and so forth. And she said, uh, well, ask the guy who, who's going to live there. Well, I mean, that's a big step. But see, I know inside uh, that something's happening. And, I, and so I said to him, I said, uh, who, who, who's this house for? He said, uh, nobody. You want it? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, uh, if you'll remodel it, uh, you can live in it while you're remodeling it, and then we'll figure out something about the rent. Well, see, now, now understand, that's not how we live now. But then we coming out of the heavenly hole, one bedroom in mom's house, into this little shotgun cliff house, right? And it would be in that house that God would wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning with an audible voice and say, you must believe that I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. <laughs> there we are in that cliff house. And finally I got it all remodeled. And then a guy comes up and says, all right, you got the thing remodeled now. We got, we got to figure out some rent here. $300. Well, that's good, but I ain't got no job. <laughs> Except what God telling me to do. Now, I'm not telling you to do this. This is what God telling me to do. God tells me to go preach the streets of Lexington. Come here. $300. Now, you got to understand, me and my wife was making $80,000 tax-free a year in 1987, uh, overseas with a whole month of vacation paid, all the holidays and sick days paid. They paid for our meals, our transportation, our housing, our clothes. I mean, for two dope heads, we were making it pretty good. Now, I know 80000 tax-free to you and St. Pete ain't nothing but peanuts, but for two dope heads 31 years ago, that was doing pretty good. And I don't know what to do with $300 a month. See, I knew how to work on airplanes and make big money. Now God is teaching me how to work the Word and make big money. Hello? Should I stop? And so, listen, right here. I'm, 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 Using all my faith for three hundred dollars a month. Matter of fact, uh, he come to collect the three hundred dollars. We hid inside the house. We didn't have it. We didn't answer the door. 
We got the dog in the back hoping it don't bark. Hey, you laughing at me? That's that nervous laugh. I <laughs> and the Lord said, what are you doing hiding? We didn't have no phone. Couldn't call us. He said, you go call him and tell him he's going to have all of his money. That ain't you. So I called him up and I said, I'm sorry, sir. And, and uh, you'll have all your money. Well, I know you, Philip. I know you do that. I know, I know, I know your family, all that, you know, it's back in the, in, and all that. And uh, so this one, she goes walking over the cliffside down, down on the river bottom, and uh, there's a four-story A-frame house, beautiful, on five acres of land. I used to party down in that river bottom at one of my friend's house on down the place there because we get out of town we turn the music up and you know be, we'd be laid out in the middle in, in the middle of the yard all passed out and didn't have to be concerned about cops right and so <laughs> I knew the place well I knew that A-frame well listen here goes goes down there and comes back up and you had to walk way down there she used to do these walks and she walks down and she comes up there and she said honey you know that house down there of course I know that house you went inside it didn't you there wasn't nobody there. She goes inside the house. I said, you don't understand Kentucky folk now, huh? They, li they leave their house unlocked, but they got some uh, buckshot, you know. <laughs> so anyways, to make a long story short here, everything in the cliff house started closing in. See? And God is bringing us these financial opportunities to sow. Yeah. We'd hear somebody was moving into a house, and all we had were twenty dollars. You, we want to, we want to help you move in that house. You know that that kind of stuff back then, right? And now we do a whole lot more than that. But that was back then. And so she comes up, she comes up, and she said, "Honey, I was in that house." It's beautiful. The whole back end is nothing but glass, and it overlooks the Kentucky River. I said, ah, wow. And, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm just making it. It's all, yeah, it's all, all open. Yeah, A-frame, gorgeous. And exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. We're in this little cliff house, right? And... Uh, we end up talking to the guy, and the guy comes up. No pets. That was the rule. No pets. Well, we got, we got a cat and a dog, right? And, that, you know, if God making a way, uh, we, he ain't sacrificing our animals. That's Old Testament. <laughs> Some of you just catching that. And so, watch this now. So, so uh, we invite him up to the cliff house. He comes up there, and he used to be a, a, a jockey, a, a, a little guy, right? And, and because we're in horse country up there in Kentucky, and he, he used to be a jockey. He built that A-frame himself. And so we're sitting there. Alberta cooked uh, him and his wife a meal, and uh, we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, I watch him just 
the favor of God. He said, look, I want to rent that place to you. And I'm thinking, oh, glory to God, we're struggling with 300 right here. He said, uh, and, I, and I've watched how well-mannered your pets are while I'm here. That's not going to be a factor. But there is one thing that uh, is going to have to be done. I said, what's that? We got to leave it furnished. Well, let me pray about that. Everything, silverware, towels, plants, furniture, everything, right? Dishes, everything. $500 a month. So, Robert, I'm stretched, man. I want to I wanna say, I want to say we cannot afford that. But I know that this place we're in is closing in on us, and I know that that's supernatural that that has opened up for us. So if that has opened up for us, if God be for us, then... Now, what I don't know is not only does the rent is $500 a month, but it's the upkeep of it's another $500. Yeah, see, I felt that over here. Mm. <laughs> now, this is $1,990. $1,000 a month. Oh, okay. Mom Alberta reminded me we had a, we had an investment, a natural investment, with my sister that went south, and we had put twenty thousand into it, and we finally pressured her. I don't know how she got even ten thousand back to us, and and uh, she owed us ten thousand plus four thousand dollars interest over the years that had accumulated, and the Lord had spoken to me and told. Uh, me that uh, we were to cancel that but I said you got to speak to Alberta and so this was in the cliff house see that's money we're looking at that ah, that's ours ah, ah, ah. right right and one day the Lord spoke to her and, and told her to cancel it and she was we were on the way to church and she she asked me that question she said uh, do you think uh, God or, or me that would 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 uh, cancel ten thousand dollars? I said, honey, flesh don't never tell you cancel. That's God. Now that's that's very that's very important, see, because we sowed that. Are you following? And we're about we're about to go into this Alpha House at a thousand dollars a month, and I'm preaching the streets. There was nobody, nobody, not even the pastor that we were sitting under, in a house that nice. But those that leave lands and houses. Come on now. Come on now. And I'll tell you what, every month was a battle. Every month was a battle. I'm telling you, we battled it out. But we paid, and now we weren't behind. 
Now we keeping up. Where we were behind at $300 a month, now we just making it at $1,000 a month. God had that place prepared. Can I give you another scripture right quick? Look at this. Over here in, uh, oh my, where is it? Exodus 23:20, please. Exodus 23:20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have. Shout that word. The past into the future, bringing it into your now and accelerated rate. Faith does that. Faith does that. Faith does that. Well, if faith does that, then I don't have so nothing. You, you, you uh, brother. Oh, my goodness. You know, the world says it this way. Put your money where your mouth is. We put our mouth where our money is. See? Next verse, please. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Next verse. But if you shall indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, an adversary to your adversaries. One more verse. For my angel shall go before thee and bring thee in. Come on now. So not only has God prepared a place, and he's come to receive us unto himself, there's an angelic force with us that's going to guide us and keep us into that place. So there we are in the Alpha House, and I'm telling you what, that's where, that's where our, my Bible study really started to flourish. We'd have cars all over that five-acre uh, five uh, place from, from the church. They were driving uh, a couple counties from, uh, over to uh, where we were at, and, you know, we're having 35, 40 people. And I'm teaching. I'm, I'm learning. And, and things are happening. Things are popping. And, and, and I'm teaching prosperity. Right? Preaching to myself. Right? And uh, all of a sudden, the Lord begins to deal with us about the Marshall Islands. That's a whole other story. Right? And so we now know that we're leaving the Alpha House and we're going to the Marshall Islands. Fast forward. We're on the airplane going, and, and we sold everything that we had. Everything that we had, we gave, which wasn't a whole lot, but it was a lot to us. So we gave everything we had, and uh, we, we agreed. In the name of Jesus, we believe we receive $10,000 to go to the mission field. Right? So uh, we, we believe, now 10,000? 10, but see, we've already got some investments going on here. But I done figured it out. We got to do this, we got to do this. We're giving away our cars and all that. Remember that? Giving away our cars, paying. Pay, it was, oh boy, memories are coming down, right? Are, are, are y'all okay? Yes. I know it's Wednesday. You, you all right? Yes, I can stop right here and, and pick it up tomorrow. You okay? Okay. And so uh, 
the pastor takes up this love offering for us. And uh, it was $1,200. And he said, he come up to me all excited. He said, Pastor, or it wasn't Pastor Philip. He said, Philip, it was the largest offering we've ever taken up to send somebody out like that, uh, $1,200. I said, Pastor, me and Alberta's bleeding for 10000 Backed him up. He said, well, 1200 is pretty good. I said, no, we agreed on 10000 And then the next few days, money came in. People were coming up. We didn't get up there and say, well, you want to $10,000. We're going to mission field. We give away everything we have. And, and, and we ain't got nothing. We didn't do none of that. Either this thing works or it don't. Come on now. And we had ten thousand dollars from different right yes some people want us out of there so now watch this so we're 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 sewing and doing all this stuff and to make uh, to, again to make a long story short we get to the Marshall Islands and when we get off the airplane the guy tells me he said there's no housing available for the island that you're going to, and we've, we've extended you one month over here on this island, so uh, you've you got two months here, and you're going to have to go back home. I said, Lord sent me out here. See, he's already prepared a place. He's already prepared a place. It don't make no difference what they, he's already prepared a place. And I told him, we didn't come out here to, 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 to stay for two months and turn around and go back, right? But now, again, you got to listen to God, see? And so uh, Mama Alberta, we, we, don't have no, we don't have no house. We ain't got no place to go. She takes the little money that we had, and now we're on Kwajalein. Kwajalein, bunch of rich folk there. They work there, tax-free money, blah, 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 and they're always having yard sales. And I'm, I'm talking about you can, you can buy a, a, a couch, nice, 50 bucks, that kind of stuff going on, right? And she goes out, and, and with the little money we have left, she's getting all this stuff, and we're, we're staying at her brother's house, uh, on Quads, and he worked there. That's how she got there originally. And this is, this is the island that we met. And so we got a whole carport full of furniture back there. And we don't have no house. Right? We get down to $100 left. Right? The little word of the Lord comes to me. Go to that island and go to the uh, Marshallese Sunday morning service. We're not going to understand anything. Go. So we go, and, and <laughs> that's right. And we go over there, and I'm, we're talking to the missionaries. No, there ain't nothing open over here, you know, and everything's full, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, see that guy? Now, there's hundreds of people in this church. You see that guy? I said, yeah, I see that guy. Give him $100. I said, Lord, that's all I got. He said, that's all I asked for. How many of you have missed your next location because what God asked for, you, 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 you what's $100 going to do? 
buy, buy you a couple meals or something, just, uh, just, extend, just extend the pain a little longer. I walked over to him. Robert, I gave him that $100. He started crying. He said, we've been trying. I've been trying to move my family to Madrigal. That's the capital uh, uh, island. And he said, I've been $100 short. He said, this gives me the money to get my family out of Ebi to Madrigal. What I didn't know was he was in the mission house. So we give him $100, he crying, he left, and somebody come up to me and said, oh, you know that guy right there? Yeah, that, 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 he was in the mission house. Now we got a place for you. Not any place, two-story, town home. By the time Mama Alberta got done with that thing, there was no place on that island. The Marshallese would like to come and just walk in and look at it. True story. But only one problem. We got all this furniture over there on Kwajalein. Right? How am I going to get that over? And so uh, my, my brother-in-law says, uh, Philip, uh, you got your house over there, right? Yeah. He said, well, uh, we got to get this stuff on a boat. Now, he didn't know the rules or nothing, and I didn't either. And he said, uh, I'm going to get a step van. I can, get to, I can get a step van. He goes get a step van. A step van. You know what step van is? Big old, oh, uh, you, you seen those big mail trucks, right? Not the little ones, the big ones, right? A step van. Not, not a van like, you know, where you just load it up with stuff. In this case, furniture. So we load one load, and we go down to the pier. Now, the pier, we're talking, this is a military installation. They got the, 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 the military uh, securities right there. Right. Said, the gates are locked. You ain't going in there. Right? And uh, we, drive, uh, we drive down there, and, and, and uh, my brother-in-law, he, he looks out, and, and he sees this guy. He says, hey, Charlie, come here, man. Charlie walks over. He said, he said uh, my brother's name, brother-in-law's name's Ernie. He said, uh, Ernie, what you doing? He said, this is my brother-in-law, Philip. He's going to go live over on Ebi. He's going to go over and preach uh, to them people. He said, what are you doing with all this stuff in there? He said, we need to put it on that barge over there. He said, uh, hmm. Well, don't tell nobody I'm doing this. <laughs> he, he, he unlocks the place, right? Well, the Marshallese, you got to know the Marshallese. They just grabbed stuff, and they unloaded that, right? I said, let's go get the rest of it. We go get the rest of it, and they load it all up on this barge, the taxi, water taxi, barge, huge LCM is what it is. If you know anything about the old military landing crafts, it's an LCM. And so we got all this stuff, the whole front of the boat's packed with all this stuff, right? And we get to the other side, and, and, and all the Marshallese are helping it off. And my buddy, my Marshallese buddy said, Philip, in all my life of seeing things pass from that island to this island, I ain't never seen this much stuff be allowed to come from there over to here. Right? Are you following this? So that $100, Pastor Johnson, are you following this? 
right? Well, <laughs> that was fine. We enjoyed it. We went to 18 Outer Islands, paying for everything, right? And that became our haven. But then that time started drawing nigh. And all of a sudden, God said, now I'm sending you to the real heathen, America. That's exactly what he said. Uh, hello? <laughs> so when we get back, we don't have no place. We don't have no vehicle. We don't have nothing. No place to go, no, 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 nothing like that, right? And so Mama Danger uh, uh, said we could stay at her place and, and uh, regroup. So I'm praying over her, and I said, Lord, what, what, do, you want, what do you want us to do? And this, this lady in the church comes up and gives me this four-part series um, by a Word of Faith guy that if I mentioned his name, everyone in here would know. And I listened to it, and it warped my thinking. He was teaching on how to get into the debt system uh, to get what you want and use your faith once you're in it to get back out. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I got, see, I'm still young. I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I got this wrong, right? And so, uh, I'm, I'm, and God will work with you. You know, if you, God will work with you. And I'm not saying borrowing is a sin, but, you know, he, was, he didn't have us give away everything we had to turn to that borrowing system to, for him to make us rich. But I was about to learn a very, very difficult lesson. Very difficult lesson. And so I'm praying one day, and, and you know, uh, we, uh, they, they want to start a church in Frankfurt. And I've been chosen to go there. And we don't have no place to live. And I'm, I'm praying, I said, Lord, you know, and all I want to do is travel. All I want to do is go out preaching. I'm thinking that's what I'm supposed to do, just travel, travel, travel. So what am I going to look at? I'm going to get me a, 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 a travel vehicle, a trailer, a camper that, that uh, we can go preach in St. Pete and, and can't, you know, live in that and then go somewhere. That's somewhere my mind was. And so I'm praying one morning, and uh, I said, I'm going to go look at these things now, Lord. And... Uh, just inside, just inside, 19,000, what? 19,000. So we started looking, and uh, the Lord was letting me know I would know it when I would see it. He's already lost me into that system, but he hasn't lost me. He will get me out, but he's working with me because I've taken a wrong turn. Are you following the saying? Are you following this? And so he said, you will know it. So we looked at these various ones, and all of a sudden I saw it. It had a shield on the front with two swords. Cavalier. And it was brand spanking new. And I just knew when I looked at that price tag, it's going to say 19000 It said 26000 something. 
And that salesman, you know, he's he saying, you like that? And I said, I like it. It had everything in it, you know, that we in 30, a 30-foot 30 camper. It had everything. You, me and me and Mom Alberta, we, we just come from, uh, you know, living, living in the outer islands into a, a brand spanking new camper. Right? And so, uh, you know, uh, d the, the guy was saying, do you like that? Yeah, I like that, like that. He said, uh, well, let's, let's talk. So, you know, went in that little office. I ain't got no money. But I got a word. 19,000. Well, what good is 19,000 when I ain't got 1,900? I ain't got nothing. But God, I knew that particular one was God because I'm looking at that cavalier and I said, God, I need to know right now Right now that that's the one, and a car pulls in, and on the, on the, on the windshield it said Cavalier. It had this big banner on it, on it said Cavalier. Right there, I'm like, what, what, what? Right? And so uh, <clears throat> I'm talking to this guy, and he, he said, uh, now, uh, I understand. You know, we, 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 can, we can work on this. And so uh, he said, how much do uh, you, you want to give for it? I said, 19000 <laughs> He laughed. He said, no, that, that ain't happening. I said, well, you have a good day then. He said, whoa, 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 sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> he says, well, let me, let me crunch the numbers. You know, get the calculator out. You know. And he shows me, now, look, this is what we're doing for you. And he had it down to uh, 24000 That's the lowest we can go. I said, well, I'm sorry, sir, 19000 And another 1000 another on and on and on and on. Finally, he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but this is my final offer, $19,080. I thought, well, that's pretty close. <laughs> Inside, I said, 19000 I said, no, sir, I can't do that. He said, I'm giving, he's starting to get, starting to get hot. I'm giving $19,080. I said, 19000 Now, he thought I was going to write him a check. Today I can write them checks, see. I'm back then. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, all right, I'll get my guys ready to, you know, to, to, to get the thing. I said, well, I'll be back for it. He said, when will you be back for it? I said, soon. <laughs> Got to get my finances together. I said, well, Jesus, we went from 26,000, we're down to 19,000. What do we do here? Right? Well, a lady in the church comes up to me. She worked at the bank. She said, understand that you're uh, starting that church in Frankfurt, yes, and that you're going to be living in a camper. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Have you located one? I said, I have. And uh, how much is it? I said, uh, 19,000. What kind is it? She, was, she, she punched in. She said, you getting that for 19000 I said, yeah. She said, that's a really good deal. I said, it is, isn't it? <laughs> she said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to give you a loan 
for that 19,000. But if this is God, he ain't got no problem giving you 10% down. I think she thought I was going to write him a check for 1,900. I ain't got no money, man. I ain't got no money. I'm telling you what faith, financial faith will do. But you have to invest when God says to invest. You got to know when it's your season. And the whole time all these are going on, we're giving. We're not saving, pinching all that up. We're not doing that. So we started the church in Frankfurt. And then uh, Elizabeth and Fantley uh, said, hey, I understand you're getting that camper. Uh, you can put it on our place out there, on our 10 acres out there. We'd be honored to have you there. Well, that just took a, care of any kind of monthly this and that and all this, right? Well, I got a place, but I ain't got no camper. <laughs> this stuff really happened. <laughs> Learning what I'm, what I'm telling you. And so uh, we start that church, and this guy walks into my office one day, and he said, Pastor Philip, he said, uh, I was in the praise and worship service. I've been struggling with alcohol all my life. And in the middle of that praise and worship service, all the alcohol left my life, all the desire for it, everything else. I said, is that right? And he said, yeah. I said, well, praise the Lord. He said, I understand you, you're, you're moving here to Frankfurt. I said, yes. He said, how can I help you? I said, excuse me? How can I help you? I understand you're moving up here. I said, yes. Well, what's stopping you? I said, well, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this camper. And he said, well, yeah, well, we'll get it. What, what, what do you need? I'm here to help you. He said, just tell me what you need. I said, well, to be honest with you, I have, a, I have a, a bank that's willing to float that note, and they're wanting 10% down. Well, how much is it? 19000 And he said, so you're talking 1900 I said, yes, sir. He said, can you wait 15 minutes? I got all day. <laughs> and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. He was back 15 minutes later with $1,900, and next thing you know, we're in that camper. Come on now. Come on now. Now watch this. In the meantime, God's dealing with me about debt. And now he confronts me with it. Why would I have you give everything away for you to turn to that system? I got a car that's got a note, credit cards. IRS is, is after us from where we were overseas. And, and, and uh, they're trying to bring up all a bunch of tax for that mess and, and uh, all kinds of stuff going on. Not from where we worked uh, at Quality, but other things. Now, now, follow this now. And so now I, Alberta's screaming at me. 
the Bible says, oh, no man anything but to love them. And I'd preach it away. Elder Fantley, they were debt free. He was telling me, the Bible says the borrower is serving to the lender. Well, what that really means now, let me tell you what that really means. And I would explain all this way. Finally, one day, I looked at my wife. I said, you see something I don't see. Lay your hands on me that I see what you see. And she took her little hands, laid on, and said, Father God, open up his eyes so that he can see. And I'm telling you, the, the scales fell off. And I said, what a fool I've been. Come on now. Come on now. I'd already been around the world and back with no, with no debt. But I'm back in America where that's just the way America works. See? So we lived in that camper three and a half. How many? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. 30 feet start squeezing you when you got one closet. And you got one commode that when, when you're sitting on the commode, shut the doors at your knees. Hello? See? And as nice as it was, it was getting old fast. God began to stir. God began to stir. We're out of debt now. See? God begins to stir. It's time for you to move. Time for you to move. Sell this thing. Pay off this debt right here. On this, on this camper, sell this thing. Whoa, we're, we're happy about it, right? He said, sell it to the first person that comes, right? And so we put it up for sale. This, this, this fine older gentleman comes in, and he looks at, he looks at it, and we owed uh, 12000 plus on it. And he comes in there and says, this is nice. He said, I'll write you a check for $15,000 right now. Well, that's going to get us out of debt and money in the pocket, and we're going to move. And all of a sudden, this other guy finds our place. He's knocking outside. He said, is this this blankety-blank for sale? <laughs> I said, yes, it is. Now, that, the older gentleman's sitting inside. Right, he's got, got his checkbook out. He says, well, show me this blankety-blank thing. And then he damned God's name. I should have known something right then, see. But see, I'm young. I'm young, and, and uh, he walks around, and he's got his wife with him. He said, this is perfect for our blankety-blank stuff. He said, I'll give you $16,500 for it. I said, so, Lord said, sell it to the first one that comes. See, y'all are looking at me like, I can't believe Pastor Phil doing that. I'm learning. I'm, this is a costly lesson. So I said, sold. I shook hands with him. Now, see, my daddy raised me when you shook hands. Huh? But he had never shook hands with this guy. So I go inside the camper, and I tell that gentleman, I said, sir, this guy's offered me 16500 And I see, I'm going back to my hustling days. In other words, you got to come on up. You got 17 in that checkbook over there. What you got? He said, young man, 
I told you I have $15,000 for this van, and I got my checkbook right here. I'm willing to write the check right now. It's either that or nothing. I said, nothing. He said, fine. And so he left. Well, the next day, the guy's supposed to call me, right? And I'm by the phone. You know how you are by the phone. We didn't have cell phone back then. And the phone don't ring. What's up with that? And the second day, it ain't run, it's not ringing. So I'm going to ring him. So I ring him. I say, hey, what's up here? He said, oh, I decided not to buy that blankety-blank thing. I dig out the number of that other guy. Call him up. I said, uh, sir, I'll sell that thing to you for 15000 No, you won't. I told you, young man. Now, see, this is opportunity. When to do things, when not to do things, right? I told you, young man, that I was there to write 15000 I said, I'll take fourteen. No, thirteen. No. See, I'm just trying to get out now. We had to live in that thing another six months because of my disobedience to God. That held us up for what God had prepared. And I said, okay. Now, see, I'm chalking this up as a lesson learned. Come on now. Come on now. You can learn from my mistake. Hello? And so when we sold that thing, oh, we were thrilled. We went down to the bank, and, uh, you know, they gave us a check. We took that check down there, and we paid that, that camper off, and we had about a 1,000-something left over and no place to go. No place to go. I'm pastoring the church now. No place to go. See? And so <laughs> you got to know Mom Alberta. What's the Lord telling you? I said, he ain't said nothing. You been praying? Uh, yeah, I'm praying. I'm about to pray some more right here right quick. Well, you the prophet. Where are we supposed to go? So here we are again. Deja vu, you ever heard that? We got, we're, we're, we're in a van. We got a, what little belongings we got. We're driving up and down Main Street, Frankfurt now with no place to go. And I'm praying, and all I keep getting way down in here is newspaper. 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 Finally, I, I said, honey, this, this sounds silly, but I got to get a newspaper. So, we, you know, we found the newspaper, and I went to the apartments, and all of a sudden it said, live luxuriously downtown. I said, what? Luxuriously? Anything would have been luxuriously from what? <laughs> so we found, we found the place, and I said, well, these apartments down, downtown, and there was, there was apartments way up on the top floor. 
and had these beautiful windows overlooked into into the uh, at that time walkway. It's a drive. It's a street now, but it was it was just it was it was nice. And uh, I said, well, who do you talk to, right? And somebody, a passerby or somebody was there, and and uh, they said, well, the guy that runs those apartments, he's in that furniture store there. So I walked in the furniture store, and I said, uh, sir, uh, I, I'm answering this ad right there. Is that, is that place still open? He says, yeah, it's open. I said, I'd like to see it. He said, all right, give me a couple minutes. So we go up there, and I'm telling you, we walked in. It's like walking into a mansion. 900 square feet. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! A bathroom where you can shut the door and it doesn't hit your knees. Are you kidding me? <laughs> open floor plan when you didn't want an open floor plan. That means your bedroom didn't have walls. You had put up vertical blinds for walls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so uh, I said, I'll take it. He said, you want it? I said, I'll take it right now. How much is it? Well, $300. Well, we've already whooped $300. Right? Way back yonder. We done whooped him. See? And so... uh, I pay for that, and, and, and we start moving our belongings in there. And, uh, you know, Alberta knows how to make a place beautiful that wasn't ever beautiful. And so we're in that place, and we're in there, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, that's when we uh, bought that big iron uh, bed, you know, there was a bed that was for sale, and Alberta said, I want that bed, and you, you got to understand, when we was working overseas, I could have bought all that stuff for it, now, this bed, this bed is, uh, is like 1600 $1,700, I'm talking about a real iron bed, right, and then finally, it went on sale for $999, and I had a thousand in everything that we had, right? And I went in there. I said, I want that bed. They said, all right. They started figuring it up with tax and delivery. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I got a thousand dollars. I didn't tell them that that's all I had. But that's all I had. Well, sir, tax and everything. Well, I got $1,000. Well, delivery, uh, where do you live, uh, Frankfurt? This, this is an election. Well, delivery is going to be for that. I said, no, uh, we'll take it. How are you going to take that thing? I looked at my buddy. We're going to get that thing in your van somehow. somehow. <laughs> oh, it's heavy. But anyways, we're we're in that apartment now. We're living downtown now, and 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 uh, we're 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 out of debt and blah blah blah. And the Lord tells Alberta to get a housekeeper. She comes to me. She comes to me and said, "Lord spoke to me." I said, "What? Well, what did he say? Get a housekeeper." I said, "A housekeeper." 
This is not a house. Don't. So I called it the penthouse. Right? Are you still all right? And so, so from the in this penthouse, and 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 uh, I said a housekeeper. He says, "Yeah, a housekeeper," and I know who who it is, and. Uh, I said, all right. So uh, we, we start giving this crazy woman at that time. Uh, she was uh, cleaning our house. And, and the Lord says, now, for payment, I want you to rent the apartment across the hall. Two apartments now. So we went from 300 to 600, right? And uh, then... Uh, there was an apartment that opened up down the hall. He said, Lord said, now take that in two. So we taken, we taken over. We had the east wing, the west wing, and the housekeeper's house. Alberta took that one apartment and made it a living room, dining room, and then the other one, the bedroom, and, and now we got two bathrooms, two closets. Hallelujah. God preparing. Now, you, we lived in that. Listen now. We lived there seven years. Now, I'm on my knees praying, and everything's closing in. Everything's trying to choke us. We're now debt-free. We got some jingle now. We, 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 start, we start to accumulate. And... Now, I just need to know, I'm learning these principles. Now, where have you prepared us? I know this is more than just uh, uh, myself getting tired of being in that penthouse. I know it's God stirring the nest. I know it's God saying, hey, it's time uh, uh, the prepared places are waiting on you. Right? Come on now. And so, <laughs> I'm on my knees and the Lord, Dr. Fisher, he asked me, where do you want to live? What? 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 You asking me where I want to live? I named the wealthiest community in Frankfurt. You know what he said? Go! I jumped up off my knees. I said, honey, it's time to go. She said, where are we going? I named the, the place, and I'm, I'm trying to stay away from saying that online. So, you know, a lot of people watching this. And uh, she said, where's that? I said, I know exactly where it is. And, and we, we, we pulled up in there, and oh, uh, we found out that there was a, a condo for rent in there. And when we pulled up to the gate, we said, we're here to look at a condo. We're freaking out. We're freaking out. I mean, we don't know how to act. I'm just being real honest with you. We don't know how to act. You know, and, 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 and uh, uh, he said, all right, uh, Mr. Derber. Uh, and he, he lifts that gate. I said, yeah. So we drove in with our geo. A geo. Souped up. I put crews on that thing, chrome wheels. 
Made power windows. I put power windows in that thing. Still geo. G. O. Don't get mad at that. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. There wasn't nobody in there had one of them. Nobody. We met the guy that was uh, renting that condo. He showed it to us in Alberta. I mean, we, we're, we're talking 2,500 square feet, foot uh, condo, and it's new. And it's, it's, it, it is really done up nice. Have you been in uh, Desmond and Tips? It's, it's that same uh, building. And we walked in there in Alberta. You, you know, I just want her, I just want her to shut up. Because I'm thinking, ching-ching, ching-ching, ching-ching. And she's, she's like, oh, Philip, yes. And I'm like, Alberta, no. You keep saying yes, then they can say whatever they want. Don't be doing that. Right? And so uh, we were, he showed us, I mean, it, it, it was two-car garage, you know, where you just drive in, you know, and groceries straight from the garage into the kitchen and upstairs, downstairs, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, big kitchen. Uh, I don't know why we needed that, but two big, uh, big <laughs> fireplace. And She told me one time, she said, you give me a kitchen big enough and I'll cook for you. I ain't found a kitchen big enough yet. <laughs> and that little girl can cook. She don't. And then she gets on me. We eating. We eating in restaurant. We eating restaurant food too much. Well, cook. The only reason we eating restaurant food ain't nothing in the house. Come on now. Come on. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. I'm getting hungry. But see, God, God brings investment opportunity in front of you. See? He brings investment opportunity in front of you. Each time we would find somebody that was established in something beyond where we were, or was needing to move. That's seven and eight. Given to seven and eight. Somebody beginning, somebody in completion. Are you following? Yes. And so uh, we lived in the condo. It was wonderful. And we did not know how to act even driving through there. We'd want to get uh, our, our, our <laughs> two vehicles in the garage before anybody saw them. Seriously, seriously, because it was embarrassing to be in. I'm, I'm talking about it. You know, we're, we're out there. I ain't waving nobody. Nobody waving them back in those days anyway. But, you know, you just kind of try to get out of there and, and get back in there. 
And we would drive through that gate back in the day. We'd drive through there and we'd look at each other and say, we really live here. We really live here. And all of a sudden, 2,500 square feet starts closing in. All of a sudden, everything starts looking old. All of a sudden, I'm in that jacuzzi with my Bible. I richly enjoyed that jacuzzi. And Alberta walks in, and I said, Honey, if I didn't know any better, it's time for our house. And she said, okay, what we do? Well, I didn't realize what, what was going to be done, but the Lord did. The Lord comes to me and says, all right, I want you uh, to uh, sow $10,000. And I want you to give away your sports car. I want you to give away your guitar, that one acoustic guitar. I want you to give away your gold watch, your grandfather clock, your synthesizer, and uh, your Harley-Davidson white motorcycle with less than 5,000 miles on it. And I stood up in front of my congregation. I said, now you watch what God does. Because I done been through this. I done been through this. And God launched us into the house we're in now, 5,500 square foot. Come on now. Three floors. The back deck. The back deck is 75 feet long, 10 foot wide. It overlooks the Elkhorn Creek. Beautiful. The Fishers have been there. The Andersons have been there. Some of you, uh, the Lemons have been there. Some of you have been there. Yes, you've been there. And, and uh, it's, nice. it's nice. It's real nice. It's so nice that people get upset that a preacher has something that nice. Come on now. And now he's stirring the waters again. He's stirring our waters again. But it ain't $10,000 now. No, no, no. The Lord told us to sow $165,000. Now, you can buy a house for that. He told, he told us to sow it. Y'all looking at me funny? I didn't come down here just to entertain you. I'm coming down here because I'm carrying something on my life. You don't have to go through all that mess. But you got to know when opportunity is in front of you, and I'm telling you tonight, upgrading housing is in the house. Upgrading housing is in the house. I'm telling you what I know. God told me to, to go through all that, to give all those testimonies. Now, are you a wise investor? See, you might be in a situation where your house is fine. Fine. Then it's not for you to invest in. Right? Simple as that. But there's somebody in here. 
You've been circling around that kitchen too long. Hello? Hello? That walls are closing in on you. I mean, it was nice for a season. It was efficient for a season. It was, I mean, and, and it may be really, really nice. I mean, where we're at is really, really nice. 5,500 square feet, three levels, very, very nice. I got to call Mom Albert on the cell phone wherever she's at in the house. It's nice. But God has prepared a place. Come on now. We're not talking about greed. We're talking about growth. I don't need a, you know, I don't need a bigger house. Yeah, little Simon, 10-pound Yorkie in there. Has a run of the house. Uh, listen to me. You have to be educated, guided, and empowered. See? See, you have to know when it's passing in front of you. Remember the woman that perceived that that man was a man of God. Said, let us build him a little room. She saw an investment opportunity passing by and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to pull that in because he's carrying something that we don't have. And if we invest in him, we're, he's got something that he's going to release to us. That, my friends, is how it works. See? So this week, you're going to be presented with opportunity. See? It's how, it's how nobody's going to stand in front of God and say, well, I don't know why you didn't give me no chance. I don't know why you can give me no opportunity. There ain't none of that. But you've heard me say it many, many, many times. Opportunity always comes up wrapped in risky. It's all wrapped up in risky. You still love me? <laughs> I've kept you a long time. But the Lord just made it clear for me to... Share those testimonies. Some of you have heard some of them. I don't know that I've ever in my ministry gone through all of that like that. But hopefully it's touched a place in your heart. Now, listen to me. I'm rich. I know how it works. I have investments out there that are bringing returns every day. Every day return. Every day. Every day of my life, I have return coming in. Every day. It wasn't like that. It is now. But in this place, if you know that this is your opportune moment for your housing upgrade, then you prepare a seed, you bring it up here and stand in the front, and I'm going to release over you an upgrade for your whatever it is. 
You might be in a trailer and you want an apartment. You might be in an apartment, want a house. You might be in a house, want a, a nicer house. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You might be on the street. My God, Dan. Remember me telling you about Dan? You remember that? The homeless guy? Kidding me. See? Father, I've delivered this thing however you want to. And uh, you know those that things are closing in on them. You know those that uh, are ready for their move. And Lord, I've spoke this as best I could. I don't know how to make it any plainer than that. But I know that this evening is an evening of investment opportunity for housing, whatever level that may be. And I stand in front of your people tonight realizing I'm going to stand in front of you one day and give an account for everything that I've said and done. And your people will too. So under your instruction, Lord, those that you've been speaking to their hearts, you've been talking to them about upgrade in housing. Let them know what their initial investment is tonight. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Now, if that's you, prepare your gift and come on up here. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus says in his word, if we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm watching people that their education level doesn't match how they're living in the natural. Their employment level doesn't match how they're living in the natural. But if you could see their investment and their faith, it supersedes where they're living now. See? 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 This ain't gimmick, folks. This is not, you know, something that I'm trying to get uh, an offering for. See, I'm doing well. I'm talking about your destination, financial wellness. And right now, those six things I, I said about who, what, where, when, why, how, you know, well, you're looking, you know what's being presented to you. You know who it is. See? Your part is how to invest. Remember that? How you are to invest in this, see? And uh, 
no matter what your living condition is. You could be up here and you're behind on everything. You could be up here and uh, you, you own three properties or whatever it may be. See? And, and God's, God's telling you he wants, he wants you to have more. Let me tell you something. My, my associate, Pastor Elizabeth and Elder Fantley, when we were leaving that property after three and a half years, Lord said, you march around those ten acres and you decree blessing over their lives. I did that. Now, that property was debt-free already. They live in the same community where I live, nice house, debt-free. They own another house in Frankfurt in one of the, and as a matter of fact, it used to be the uh, ritziest place in Frankfurt, debt-free. They own another place uh, in the uh, uh, western part of the state, uh, debt-free. They didn't have all that. They had that 10 acres with a little country house out there. It's nice, but they saw something in me and Alberta that others weren't seeing. And they invested that. We pulled that camper on their property and we're hooking up the sewer line. They got the backhoe out there running. I don't have any money. And I'm thinking, Jesus, how do I pay for this backhoe? In the name of Jesus, I believe I received that. In Jesus' name, I believe I received that. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And the backhoe operator was done. I see Elder Fantley down there. Pulling out a checkbook and writing a check for that backhoe. So they're forever in my heart. Oh, don't mess with them. Mm-mm. 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 And they're blessing, property blessing, on top of everything else. They don't talk about it much. I told her she got to start. People need to hear that. She's listening right now, getting convicted, <laughs> shouting. See? Now hold your gift up. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see all this advancement right here, this, is, this investment seed now. You have prepared a place, a property, a house, some kind of uh, arrangement, habitation for these, your people. There might be people needing business location or whatever, but there's an upgrade in this house. And you've already prepared the place. It's already prepared. And they have heard the prophetic word tonight. 
and they're investing in that, and they're pulling from by faith from their past, what's already prepared, and reaching into their future and bringing it in to their now in an accelerated rate that where you are, that where you are. See, that's the thing. Wherever God is, there's a, there's a, there's a peace on it. There's a, there's a blessing on it. And all of a sudden, it doesn't mean uh, when, when he starts stirring the nest that he's, he's left you. It's just he's, he, it's not like it was before. See? And I speak over these, your people, tonight. With the miracle, supernatural leading of your spirit, they will not miss. Some of them have even located where they're supposed to be, and it looks like there's no way. But you make that way. They're investing. Others are investing for a, for a future uh, uh, time. There's corn, wine, wine, and oil right here in Jesus' name. But I speak the best for this season of their life, the very best, the very best that's exceeding abundantly above all they could ask or think in this season. A fabulous place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I gotta lay my hand on your seed. Please, please put your seed up here. I gotta lay my hand on that seed. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. I'm going to release those angels on assignment in the name of Jesus. Those of you watching online, are we still online? Can they still see me? Okay. Those of you online, don't miss this if God's speaking to you. He set this whole meeting up to start this thing just like this. In the name of Jesus, angels of prosperity, 
you go and lead your people into all those places of desired havens, comfortable, luxurious accommodations for this season of their life. We thank you, Lord God, that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish that thing where into it's been sent. You've given us power to get wealth. And in the name of Jesus, under the instruction of the head of the church, I bless all that. I command housing, you come forth in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. The only thing left to do is shout. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we prayed about upgrades this morning. We did. About upgrades. We did. God's ready to upgrade everybody. Everybody's ready for an upgrade. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We're getting sound investment strategies. And uh, this is a season for growth. Opportunities that are before us. And we're thankful for that. Praise the Lord. Now, again, you have opportunities all this week. Tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, again, prayer begins at 6.30, service at 7. But you have opportunities to, to get in on an offering. Don't, don't, you know, even if you're not believing for an upgrade of a house, you can still give. Uh, or you, you may be waiting on, I'm waiting on my word. Well, praise God. That's fine. Wait on your word, whatever it is. Uh, even those who are watching online, if you go on our website or if you, you go on, you saw the, the giving instructions there, uh, there's a place to click on a guest speaker and you'll be able to click on uh, Apostle Philip Derber's name to give. So we'll know you're giving to, for that. And that seed will go for whatever you have released it for. God knows. And uh, everything will go for our speaker. Amen. Are you blessed? Are you happy you stayed around? Praise God. Are you expecting? Yes. Now, again, some of you may, may already know where you're going. Others may, now that stirring is there, you've released the seed. You need to be looking diligently, listening to God. Don't just look at anything. Listen to God to show you where to go, to the place that is prepared for you. Amen? Amen. And that, that scripture, I remember the scripture from years ago, Exodus 23, 20. There's an angel that will go, go before you to take you to that place that he's already prepared for you. Amen? Just follow him. Amen? Well, we're getting ready to leave. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Again, prayer begins at 6.30 p.m. and uh, service promptly at 7 o'clock p.m. We'll be ready to go. Amen? Father, thank you again for this time. We've enjoyed your presence. Thank you so much for the word we have received, the rich word we have received. Thank you for the man of God. Pour out 
replenish in him, Lord, of all that he's poured out and given to us. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, we've taken opportunity tonight to sow into this word and seal this word to release our faith for our upgrades. Thank you, Father, for what you have prepared for each and every one of your people. Thank you that we will have and live in and enjoy the best of the best in our season. Now, Lord, just continue to keep us in uh, this night as we go to our homes. Let us find everything in order, nothing amiss. Thank you, Father, for letting us come back tomorrow night. We look forward to a great time tomorrow night to go further, to go deeper, to go higher. Lord, to learn more about our great investment strategies in the kingdom of God. Thank you for the promise of the 100-fold return guaranteed to us. We look forward to receiving it more and more, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you on tomorrow evening.